Well, and oh, welcome. You need a water. Because <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you just went. <laughs> you sound like you're about to die there. I'm like, you want more? I, th- I feel like should we just do a cold opening for this episode and now that- <laughs> and I play the theme tune now. <laughs> I just I die at first. Uh, yeah, no, I have yeah. water here. I'm fine. I'm fine. I promise. I actually only have a <laughs> dribble left. I probably should have gone and got water. Doing, so. <laughs> Sorry for saying that, but it was just genuinely sounded like uh, uh, dying. Uh, well, you know, talking to you for two and a half hours, Nico. Uh, anyways, welcome to the podcast of the damned. I'm your host, Ian. Joining me as always is my co host, Nico. How's it going, buddy? The dickhead that cut him off during his intro. How's it going? I'm doing fine. I, I'm I'm a bit parched. Are you? Never I'm noticed. A, I'm a little bit parched, Nico. I have a bit of a a bit of a dry throat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how have you been? Have you been watching anything exciting? I I've still not had time to really do anything. I've been uh, doing stuff at the new house. Yes, yes. You've been you've been moving house. How's the move going? Uh, I've I've started doing all the stuff in it because I needed like plumbing work done and I need to rewire it and then everything's getting moved in. Well, at least you can do that part. I can do the wiring part, but yeah, my mate Bob, thank you very much, Bob, if you're listening, uh, for helping me out with the plumbing part. Hiya, Bob. Servicing the boiler and all that shit, so yeah. Bob, what Everyone a guy. needs a Bob. Everyone, Everyone needs, needs a, Bob. a Bob. What a guy, what a guy. Uh... If you need plumbers, there's your plug. Message me. If I'll you're get in Bob. and around the Aberdeen area. Yeah, and you need plumbing work. I know a very good plumber. There you go. There you if go. you need Sparky work, I know a good Sparky, but it doesn't do homework. I, 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 heard, I heard he was shite anyway. <laughs> oh, cheers. <you> can. <laughs> Anyways, this is the Podcast of the Damned. We are a horror podcast that deep dives into a different topic every single week in our quest to create a leaderboard of the best and worst horror movies of all time. This is episode number 46. We're fast approaching that half century. And uh, in today's show, we're talking about Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Don't forget, though, if you would like to support us across our social medias, you can do so on Twitter at Damn Podcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Podcast of the Damned. You can email us at podofthedamned at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to us at Patreon from just £1 a month, patreon.com forward slash podofthedamned. Uh, once again, Nico, shall we just fire straight into this film? Yeah, go for it. Let's fucking do it. Okay, we're talking about Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Come on. Every story has a beginning. Discover the origin of evil. Why are you back here, Claire? Your conspiracies weren't true when we were kids. They're not true now. We need to expose Umbrella. Watch this. I'm afraid, Claire. I'm afraid of what they're gonna do to this town. You see, Umbrella, they have an incident. I'm talking Chernobyl, if you know what I mean. People are getting sick. You gotta help us, Claire. Let the world know what's really going on. Shall we go? Oh, a times when I'm lying in bed, just 
Charlotte doing here? This is where they're experimenting on him. We should split up. This movie was released in 2021, was directed by Johan Roberts, and stars Kaya Scott Delario, Robbie Amell, and Hannah John Kamen. The IMDb plot is as follows. Set in 1998, this origin story explores the secrets of the mysterious Spencer Mansion and the ill-fated Raccoon City. As always, Nico, before we go any further, where do you think this is going to come on the leaderboard? Uh... I remember folk didn't like it, so I reckon about 25. 25, so that would give it a score of around a 6.7. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, it's just not going to hit there, is it? Well, well, you'll, you'll, it de- well, it depends. We haven't given our scores yet. But when you do that, it's okay, okay, okay. That <laughs> normally means I'm way off. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe you think so. <laughs> um, right, we're, we've we've talked about Resident Evil. We covered the 2002 P.W. Anderson movie, um, tw- what, about a month ago now-ish? Something like that. Oh, be around about that, yeah. Um, do you think this is better or worse? I think it's better, personally, because this reminds me of the games more. Well, that was it, wasn't it? Because we talked about it when we covered the the original Resident Evil movie. And one of the big things, one of the big criticisms that people had of that movie was there was literally zero characters from the video games. They had the source material there from the video games and decided to use none of it. Yeah. And in this movie, they've essentially just combined Resident Evils 1, 2, and 3. See, I was trying to work it out which ones it was. Is it one, two, and three? It's one, two, three, and I think there's a there's a bit of uh, uh, Code Veronica in there as well. Okay. So the, this movie is just a total mishmash amalgamation of several Resident. So it's not even like they've just gone with let's just make the first Resident Evil game into a film. They have literally yeah. mashed several storylines and made it into a movie. So, See, that was confusing the show to me a, a little bit. That's taking points off for me because of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I was trying to work out exactly which games it was. I was going to look it up before we came on, but I forgot about it. I think... I, it didn't bother me quite, really, that they, they did sort of miss... Uh, a mish, uh, I can't speak that. A, mi- how, how, what, a mishmash, is that what you say? Um, a mismatch. A mismatch. A, a mish- See, it's confusing both of us. Um, <laughs> a mismatch. A mishmash. A mishmash of the games. Um, I kind of like one. that fact. Um, and, you know, I've been playing quite a lot of Resident Evil lately on my streams. 
um, right. specifically sort of two and three of the, the the remakes of those games. And oh, okay, so um, you're not fed up with doors then? I'm no, no, no. Two and the the remakes they don't do the door thing in the remakes. I know, but it was just funny. Uh, they don't do the door thing. I'm glad they didn't. I do was, I was there. I remember the doors. So when again you know as i always say i obviously do my research about what people think about the films when i was doing that for this film one of the biggest criticisms that kept popping up was the casting i thought the casting was all right actually so i think the problem people have with the casting is that some of them don't look like their characters aye but you don't need to look spot on with the character as long as you can well you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm potentially just going to come out and say it. I feel like it's racists who didn't like the fact that we had like ethnic characters playing Jill and Leon. <laughs> ah, but like, and as you, and as you job. say, it doesn't really fucking matter, does it? Exactly. So, I, I kind of like people who have that particular criticism. I kind of just dismiss it. Because yeah. I don't feel like it's a valid criticism in the slightest. And the, the the more issue I have is some of the portrayal of the characters. They turn Leon into a fucking buffoon in this film. Yeah, I didn't like... I was... Uh, yeah, you're... Yeah. You uh, took the words uh, right out of my mouth. A there. lorry literally idiot. flipped and exploded about 10 metres away from this guy. I know it sounds bad, but I really did like the fact that the guy was on fire walking in. What, like, was, what, what was the song that was playing while he was walking in? I'll try to remember now. I can't actually remember. Um, this is, you know what? This film actually has a pretty good fucking soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I was you know, going to say. Any I movie that has Any Way You Want It by Journey is A-OK with me. Yeah, and mentions it that it makes girls a bit moist. Is, uh... <laughs> You know what? That can be the the listener question of the episode, ladies. How moist? <laughs> not not if it's how moist does Journey get? How do you feel when Journey <laughs> com- is played? Email us. Pod <laughs> of the Journey d- what? When Journey plays. I thought you said someone else there. Uh, how do <laughs> how do you feel when Journey plays? You can email us your answers at Pod of the Damned at gmail dot com. I thought you said Journey Cunt plays, and I was like, what? Wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I genuinely thought you said Cunt in the middle of that. I was like, uh, um, okay. No, 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 no. None of that, Nico. Um, you know what? Anyway, you want it finger bogging to that. Sorry. Sorry. Just an amalgamation of Any Way You Want It by Journey. And I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that by me. <laughs> no surrender. He's loving, he's touching, he's squeezing. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, so Journey, how moist do you get? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, now I'm thirsty, Nico. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. That was, yeah. Now I need to drink something. Now I need to drink some water, yeah. Um... <laughs> You need to be a bit moist. I need to be a bit moist now. I do. My innards. I need my insides to be a bit moist. <laughs> How did this turn this way? <laughs> We're literally talking about a video game movie. I know. And we've, and we've ended up talking about finger blasting and inside moistness. I know. What the fuck? Oh. oh. Anyways. 
Anyways, um, we'll go kicking and screaming back to the film. Um, okay. I agree with you. <laughs> Touch him, squeeze him, Anyway. Um, I agree with you. I enjoy this film more than I enjoy the 2002 film. Um, yeah. This, ch- this film is cheesy as fuck. Yes. And I think that's kind of what I like about it, because that's, like, let's be re- that's what the game was. Yep, exactly. The, the game was, uh, um, literally, uh, big, big old cheese fest with some just fucking scary zombies in there. Pretty much. And a fucking big scary door. And a big scary door. What was, what was your favourite Resident Evil game? See, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Because, like, the one I played the most was the one that you were Jill. Because you could pick between Jill and what was the other character? Leon. Leon was I. Yeah. Was it Leon? No, no, uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris. It's, that was it's the other Claire, one. It's Claire and Leon. Claire and Leon. That's it. So it's Claire and Leon and Chris and Jill. And I always used to pick Jill. Like I always played with Jill. Uh, I bet you did. You did. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> well, she was moister. Okay. <laughs> uh, fucking. <laughs> Oh dear God! Why? Uh, why? 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 Who's your favorite character then? Is it Jill? Uh, yeah. Would you Would you like to be in a Jill sandwich? Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. We need to stop this, Nico. Like the one that plays Jill is hot as hell. In this film, yeah. Yeah. In, in Resident Evil Two as well, to be fair. Who plays in Resident Evil 2? I've forgotten. In the film, Res- not, um, I can't remember what, the- it's not Resident Evil 2, it's got a subtitle. I can't remember what the second film's called. Yeah. But uh, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, she gets the thing on her chest. For me, uh, uh, it's it's got to be Claire. Yeah? Yeah, it's got to be Claire for me. Or Ada. See, mm, yeah, actually. Um, anyways, anyways, we're going very off oh, topic here. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, so there's a lot. Of, you know what I just think, right? Because I still don't think this is a particularly great film, right? Yeah, I like. It. I think this film it's cheesy as fuck. This film entirely panders to fans of the video games, like a hundred percent panders to fans. There's tons of fucking Easter eggs in here. There's you know. You're literally, they haven't changed the settings. Like, if you look at the, the sort of, the, the actual backdrop, you know, we're talking about Raccoon Police Department, we're talking about Spencer Mansion. They've tried yeah. to think as hard as they can to make it look like those locations in the games. Even some of the stuff that happens, I don't know if you've noticed, there's a point where Jill, like, picks up a, a pack of shotgun shells, a case of shotgun shells, and it's the exact same packaging as the video games. Yeah, you but know, so, it's just, that's the thing as well. I know that they gave them the blueprints from Capcom. Eh? They did. Yes, you're at 100 right to recreate the uh, to recreate the locations. because uh, I remember before the film came out, they said that was happening. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so good. That's yeah. the only trivia I know about this. I should have saved it to the end. But yeah, you I, never I save thought... your trivia for the trivia section, Nico. I know that's true. But that's the only trivia I know about this one, to be honest. And it it made me want to watch it more, if that makes sense. So, what what would be like your major fucking criticism of this? 
is like because you know we both like this film right but we're both agreeing that you know it's potentially not the best film in the world out there um does that mean then that you have is there specific issues with this movie that kind of annoy you so the thing about it is it there's you say it's cheesy and it's fun that way. Yeah, but there's certain points it's way too cheesy. And it just, it annoys the shit out of me when it does like Like the fireball engulfing the room. And then next minute you're looking at it and it's all fine. Stuff like that. It just, it's annoying as fuck. So you 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 think it's more of a balance issue? Yeah. You think it's maybe too like, lopsided to the cheesy factor? Like it could, it should have... I think it would have been fine had it had... Um, I think when you're doing a Resident Evil film, I think you do have to have a certain level of levity. And this movie yeah. definitely has that. Um, I think it does cross the line a little bit sometimes, and that goes back to what we were saying earlier about the, you know, the Leon character being a big fucking doofus uh. as well. Um, so I, th- I think you're right. I think there's definitely some good funny moments in here which if you're looking for a cheesy sort of resident evil movie you're definitely going to need to have um but they may be yeah. they may be they, they struggle to find the balance between having those moments of levity and having the serious moments for me you know there there there's real one extreme to the other and i don't think they really balance that out particularly well yeah um i also just don't generally think the acting is that good the script's a bit fucking stunted yeah, like, but in the sense, they've got a decent cast. These fuckers can act. Like, there's there's nobody on there that I don't think couldn't play the character. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Um, I agree with you. I think um, I think like when like we, we said it earlier, like when they have got a very good cast for this film. Um, but I just think they're they're struggling to you know, the, I think the script is the big issue, really, isn't it? Uh, I think they underuse Chris and Claire a lot. Uh, Jill seems to come across quite good. Leon, I just but said, Jill, Jill's hardly in the film. I know. You know, well, we, that, that's the problem with it. You know, what I mean, she know, comes across all right when she's there. Like the whole bit with the gun, I love that scene where it's like, I can do it without even looking. So she shoots him in the forehead with the fucking sticky gun and launches the gun yeah. at the boy, and the bottle falls off. I think, yeah, that is a typical Jill thing. You know, she's the smarter, cooler character. Yeah, and I thought that was a really, really good way of doing it. Yeah, no, and then, but, but she's really underutilized in the film. There's yeah, actually, like, but... when you actually sit and think about it, what does Jill do in this film that really yeah. affects the plot? Exactly. And, and yet, that was the character that everybody used to use. Yeah. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, it's Leon that gets, you know, the big final kill against the tyrant. Um, you know, we have... Who is it? That sh- is it? Is it Jill that shoots Wesker? No, it's Chris that shoots Wesker, isn't it? Uh, I'm trying to remember, but yeah, like I think that's why they're dumbing down him all the way through. So he's the one that's it's like a redemption arc type situation, you know. He's the dumb one, and he's come across as fucking yeah. I'm getting the final kill. Yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do with that, but it didn't really quite work for me. I think they dumbed him down a bit too much. I think they dumbed him down too much because then they tried to give him his right. I'm going to be a badass moment as well in the cells, and yeah. But then after that, he kind of just continued to be a bit of a doofy. Yeah. Like, he didn't actually turn into that but that much more of a badass. And yeah, that, but... was an, that was an issue for me. Yeah. 
Um, but like you said, in terms of the casting, you know, you've got Donald Logue, who plays Chief Irons in this film, um, who... Not used enough. Not Again, not used enough. Likes to play ch- police officers and police chiefs, you know, because I think I know him best probably from Gotham. Yeah. Um, where he but plays a similar... He used to always play gangsters. It's weird how that yeah. happens sometimes. Folk normally play gangsters, and then all of a sudden they're a police chief somewhere. Yeah. And that's what's happened with him. It's like, fucking, it's weird for me sometimes. Yeah, you know, you've got um, Neil Madonna, is it Madonna or Madonahue, um, who plays uh, Burke, uh, Birkin in this film, who's essentially our big bad in this film. I mean, he's, he's, you know, a very, very famous actor. You know, he's been in a whole heap of things. So, you know, like, we've got a really good fucking cast. Kaya Scodelario, who just plays Claire, you know, she's, it's not like this isn't her first fucking movie. You know, she's been in a, she's been in the Pirates of the Caribbean film. She's been in Maze Runner, you know, been in Crawl, things like that. So, you know, we do have a really good cast here. I just think this, the, they, they really had to struggle with a really poor script. Yeah. Like, Amel's the weak link in this for me, and even he's good in this. But it's the fact that he doesn't have enough to chew the scenery with either. Yeah. That's it. Like, in a film like this, we've talked about this before in some of the films, you know, we've, we, where, um, you know, we've, we've reviewed. And I think, I think the probably the most pro- prominent when it comes to mind is, uh, Donald Pleasance in Halloween. You know, we've yeah. talked about in that film, he is literally fucking eating the scenery, right? Yeah. And it just feels like none of them are really doing it here. It's it's like they're trying to spread it out too thin. I think they've actually went the wrong way of amalgamating a lot of the games in one. They should just concentrate on one. Yeah. Or, you know how it keeps chopping and changing between the times? How they just do, like, one side of it could have been one movie and one side of it could have been the other movie and have them all merge at the end. Well, you know what? Like, I, I do really like the fact that we get an A plot and a B plot in this because that makes yeah. it feel very much like the video games, doesn't it? Where you yeah. could choose to play as... Um, Jill's story, or or uh, Chris's story, or Leon's story, or Claire's story, like that. I really liked that. Like that yeah. really made it feel like a game. But one of the questions I want to ask you is right because we've agreed. Okay, so we're in agreements up to now that we don't necessarily think that this is the greatest film, despite the fact that we we both enjoyed it. Um, yeah. We both agreed that Resident Evil two thousand and two Paul W Anderson film also wasn't a good film. Yeah. And we gave that very sort of average ratings. Do you think Resident Evil just shouldn't be made into films? No, I think they were they were closer with this one with what they should have been. But it's just with this one they've thrown everything at you because I think they were trying to get it so that they're trying to bring it up to the modern games now, you know, or oh, we'll get this out of the way and then we'll get the next ones out, you know. Because these are the old ones. We'll please the fans with this one, and then we'll get the next ones out. That's what it feels like to me. Do you think there's going to be another Resident Evil movie in this canon franchise? I don't think there will be, because I think they fucked up a little bit. I don't know anyone that really, really liked it that because, much. Because they I mean. left it very open for sequels. Yeah. You know, I, I would love a, them to do that. There's a mid, did you watch the mid credit scene as well at the end? Uh-oh. Oh. Nico didn't stay and watch the stinger. There's a mid there's a mid credit scene. I just associate that with Marvel nowadays. I no, there was a mid credit scene. Um, why am I saying spoilers now? We've already spoiled half a film. Um, Wesker isn't dead. 
No? No, he sits up in a body bag and he is uh, confronted by Ada Wong who gives him his sunglasses. Oh, nice. Um, so you you can go back and watch that part though. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's there, it leaves it incredibly open though for a sequel. Um, but I just don't think this film is good or successful enough to be to be made into a sequel. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know what? I I, I actually kind of dislike criticizing this film. Yeah, cause because I think I think what they need to do is if they did a sequel to it. They need to like just concentrate on one or two games max, not a couple of them. Because as I said, I was confused about which games it was linked to. Yeah, and I remember playing those original ones all the time, and even I was just like, "Which one's this? Which one's that? Which one's this again?" Oh fucking hell! And I was getting thingied with it. Yeah. If they just done like I, as you said, I did like the A and B part. But that could have been two separate movies and they would have had more chance to chew the scenery and it would have been concentrated more. Even if they did a simultaneous link uh, uh, release, sorry, so that they released both films at the same time, folk would go see that, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And that's something that's not really been done before as well. Exactly. And could you imagine how much you'd get fucking as a double feature? Yeah, like, I feel like that's that's not the worst shout in the world, to be honest. Like, I didn't even think of that. Like if if they did something along that lines, it would work brilliantly because all you do is have one start at a different time from the other one, and then the end and being on the second movie, which yeah. you could genuinely release around about the same time without spoilers. Yeah. Um. What did you think of the special effects in this? Uh, like as I said originally, I I did like the whole exploding truck and the guy walking in on fire but you could see it was cgi but it's still i like that that's not going to age well what about yeah what about just sort of general the general zombies and the blood in the guts some of it was all right and a lot of it was like a bit poorly done it was like they were doing a cheap version of walking dead yeah i was a bit put out by some of them like it kind of took me out of it a little bit at times like some of it didn't look that great. Yeah. At all. And I feel like there's no excuse for for it to not look that great, especially when you find out what the actual budget for this movie is. There's really no excuse for this movie to not be having decent special effects. I didn't have a stupid budget, like. I mean, it's not a stupid budget, but it's, 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 we're not talking, you know, we're not talking pennies here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else? right nico right let's let's be positive let's get into ourselves in a positive frame of mind what else did you like about this well put it this way right i think they were aiming for the asian market with this movie because it came across like the game way too much it no it came across like it came across like the cartoon version that was like a couple of years back mm-hmm. it came across like that and that was massive in asia so it came across similar to that. So I think they were they weren't really aiming for the American market with it. Yeah, they were trying to cash in on Capcom's main place that they rule, basically. Well, essentially. Um, so where do you think then that the sort of 
live action Resident Evil goes from here because you know we've had this film last year we had the Netflix series released this year neither of which I have been released to strong reviews they've been pretty much critically panned I kind of like I don't hate the the Netflix series I know you're halfway through it um I don't I, I quite like this but it's not quite there for me um you know we've got more Resident Evil games coming. Obviously, we had Resident Evil Village released very shortly ago. We've got... There's a DLC for that apparently coming out soon. They've announced a Resident Evil 4 remake. Um, where where do you think the franchise goes from here? Because this is a definitely something that we've discussed before, but this is one saturated franchise. Yeah. But the thing is, it's always going to make money because it's like it goes in circles, Resident Evil. It goes... When it's... When it's failing in America, it picks up in Asia. When it starts failing in Asia, it goes to Europe. It's it's like they can't all hit at the same time. And I think they need to build something that would do that. You know what I mean? Do you, do, do you think we just need a little bit of a break from it? See, no, because I reckon they, they actually had a decent cast with this. If they elaborated on the story more, and by that I don't mean make the movie longer, I mean make it just concentrate on one thing instead of trying to fucking throw everything at you at once. Okay. You know, like, like look at what Disney's done with Marvel. They've just fucking exploded with that. It's fucking, it's the most watched movies now. And look at how much of a slow burn that was for Thanos dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I guess what I'm sort of trying, like, I've immediately just forgotten what my point <laughs> my, my one is, I don't think giving it a rest for a few years will help or hinder it. I don't think it will benefit or not from that. Do you think, I think though, it would just be the same. I that, think what they need is somebody that can take it the way that it could go, because Resident Evil is that big. It's well, this is, this like, is Resident Evil is one of the big ones. The only thing that's bigger <laughs> is GTA and gaming, is the way I would say it. In terms, in terms of that style of gaming, because you, know, you would argue that things like, you know, your sports games are always like fucking huge as well um yeah but, but forget your sports games because your fifas and all that is forget all that anyways right? anyways my point being before i forget it again do you think then that live action movies are hampered by the fact that they are resident evil movies and what i mean by that is do you think the fact that that like the criticism of the 2002 movie was it had no reference to the original video game the criticism yeah. of this movie is that it had too much reference to the video game is there is there a balance to be struck will the fans of the resident evil franchise ever be fucking happy because and the reason i ask this right is because we've talked about the comparison between resident evil and silent hill before right and yeah for as much like I really fucking like the Silent Hill movie. I don't like the second one, but I really fucking like the first Silent Hill movie. I think yeah. you're a fan of it as well. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There are sections of the Silent Hill fandom that are probably just as rabid about it as the Resident Evil fans, right? But yeah. let's be real. Resident Evil is a significantly larger franchise, right? Yeah, and th this is what I mean by that. They're, they're trying to please too big an audience right so as as i'm saying the easy way to re relate it is marvel so marvel they went one way stuck with that and just went fuck everybody else with the other shit this is our vision we'll go with it 
But this is but this and is why I asked for one solid story. But this is why so I asked Resident you earlier. Evil could do the same. But this is why I asked you earlier. Do you think there is just such a th- like? Do you think there's such a thing out there as a good Resident Evil live action film that will please the audience? Well, yeah, but you've got to grab it by the balls, and you can't please everyone, right? The first one didn't have any video game references in it, really. This see, one see, is oversaturated the... because they're trying to go the exact opposite way, and it's oversaturated with game references, trying to please everyone about it. Now, the perfect balance with it would be, as I said, concentrate on one game, build the franchise from base, do it that way. You could do something, as I said, you could do something where it's an A and a B plot and the merge at the end in the second movie. You don't need to release it at the same time, but it would be a cool feature. But this is, the th- this is the thing as well now, though, right? H- h- hardcore fans of the genre, of the franchise, right, are always going to go see Resident Evil. They're always going to watch yeah. content that's put out regardless, right? Yeah. To the casual fan now, haven't they just had enough now? They had, what, six movies in the Mila Jovovich franchise that were fucking shit. They had yeah. this movie, which... I doubt casual fans or, you know, non-gamers... Non-gamers are not going to get half this film. So I'm not going to assume that they just didn't like it. Aren't they just done with the franchise? What can Resident Evil really do to get that casual fan back in at this point? Is I know it sounds bad, but it is throw money at it and concentrate on one thing, not fucking try and, like, have it related to our game not multiple games, have it related to basically epically good special effects that fucking nobody can touch. Get the folk in that did the new Evil Dead, you know what I mean? You could get them in and fucking do a Resident Evil movie. You get the the right director, they could fucking launch a franchise, you know what I mean? See, then again, the problem you're having that is you're having to throw super bucks at that. But if you throw super bucks at that, it's as I said, fucking look at what Marvel did. They threw bucks at it. As soon as they realized they had summon with Iron Man, and it wasn't even one of the main characters in the Marvel thing. Yeah, but they didn't throw and, super fucking bucks at Iron Man in comparison to I'm else. just meaning that the second one and the third one, that was when they started throwing money, because the second one's absolutely gosh. But fucking <laughs> they knew that it was building on something that they could fucking make stupid money out of. And this is what they could do easily with Resident Evil because it's got a bigger fan base than what Marvel did then. Because Marvel was on the way out. Everyone forgets that. Yeah. Blade saved Marvel. Blade saved Marvel. I will. We, we will both die on that hill. Yeah. A hundred percent. If it wasn't for Blade, DC was going to buy Marvel Comics over and just do a crossover comic where they just destroyed all their characters, yeah. pretty much. That was their plan. And everyone knows about it. So, one decent movie can save a whole franchise and this is something that a franchise that's got a really solid base if you do the right movie you'll be bigger than that yeah yeah i i I hear you i hear you i i don't know like i i personally at this point i'm jaded with the franchise yeah and don't get me wrong i will always be a resident evil fan i'll still go back and play the games i'll still go back and occasionally watch some of the films and things like that but for me, I need a break. Yeah. See, you need a mind that can think about two, three films in the future. 
and stick with it. Yeah. That's what you need. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and and they don't have that right now. You can see that this looks like it was thrown together willy nilly, just because they're like, "Oh shit, we need to get someone out." It felt like. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the reason behind it, or if there was something behind it. But they had a very decent cast, but the script was shit. So your your decent the things, cast gets right? thrown out the window with that. Well, we've talked about you know how they had a good cast, blah blah blah. You know, there's so many video game references. One of the big issues that I have with this film is that there are loads and loads of references to really important characters that in this film are just throwaway. Yeah. You know, um, Lisa Trevor at the beginning, her whole role in this film is to kill a liquor and that's and give her a set of keys and that's essentially it. Um, you know, Birkin's family, Annette and Shelley play major roles in the video games and they're really throwaway characters in this film essentially yep. um there's reference to the ashford twins who go on to play a big role or an important role and they're just literally there as you know stock footage yeah you and know, that is this is what i mean by that there's it's like they've put too much easter eggs in they've put too much they've they've basically What's happened here? It's like a two-year-old went up to a canvas and went, I want all my favourite colours, throw. Instead of a two-year-old going up and go, look, here's a face. Yeah, fair enough. One looks, one you'll be like, oh, I'm so proud of you. The other will be like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's basically what this movie is. It's, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I think I think that's that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, it's all right. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't have... The best direction in this. No, they they should have got a better director. That's fair. That's fair. I I would agree with you. I would one hundred percent agree with you. Anyways, Nico, uh, anything else you want to bring up about this film? Uh, no, just pretty much the writer and director should have been replaced. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, we shall move on then, and we'll go into our next section, and we'll talk about some trivia. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. There's actually a lot of trivia about this. I bet you there is. Like, a lot of trivia. Most of it is just revealing the Easter eggs, which we'll go through some of them. Uh, but we'll start off with the finances. According to IMDb, this movie had a budget of $25 million. I see. You made it out like it was going to be like 50 or something. $25 I would expect... million dollars is still a massive budget. Yeah, but if you're launching a huge, huge yeah. franchise, which this but you can't come tell up, me that you know nowadays. You can't tell me that twenty-five million dollars isn't enough to get you a far superior special effects team than this. I agree with you, but you know yourself, they just threw even more money at. But there's there's no evidence that it was going to succeed. Well, it's Resident Evil. You've got three base markets that fucking okay. is instantly going to sell your tickets. For their $25 million, that grossed worldwide $38.6 million. So, so it didn't like, make a loss. It didn't make, well, it depends. Like, cause usually budgets don't include your marketing budget as well on top of that. Um, so this, this didn't make a lot of money. I don't remember a lot of marketing behind this, by the way. No, but there will still have been a budget for that. And if you look in the grand scheme of things, when in movies, if you're spending 25 and then by the time you add marketing budget, you're probably speaking about, you know, several million on top of that. So you're probably talking closer to the 30 million mark. For a 30 million pound movie to only make 8.6 million is not great. Yeah. But that is the problem of fucking the, throwing so much fucking shit at the canvas. 
that's not the fucking anything else. Like, that proves that this is marketable, because this isn't the best movie in the world, it's just meh. And you've released a movie that's just meh, and it still didn't fucking make a loss. You know you've got something you that's a goldmine. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, as you said earlier, Capcom gave the filmmakers the blueprints to recreate the main halls of Spencer Mansion and the Raccoon Police Department, so to try and give it a more authentic feel. Uh... In the beginning of this film, Jill asks her colleagues if uh, what would be a worse death, swallowed by a giant snake or eaten by a giant white shark, uh, which is a reference to uh, the first game where there's a giant snake enemy and a flooded lab with sharks, both of which can kill you. What do you think would be a worse death? See, at least the shark has got razor sharp teeth that would tear you to pieces in seconds, whilst the snake you're slowly digested and suffocated. So we're going with the shark, okay. <laughs> that would be the quickest way. Uh, whilst in the diner, uh, towards the beginning of the movie, you can see a classic typewriter in the background, which is a, a common Resident Evil save point. You use typewriters to save in, in the games. Um, yeah. The tune that Wesker plays on the piano is Moonlight Sonata, which is the same piece which is played in the Resident Evil game, the first one. Um <clears throat> In the movie, it's never explained why the entrance hall of the police station looks so elaborate with its architecture and giant statue, but in the games it's explained that the police station is actually a former art museum. Uh, the reboot of the series was actually announced whilst Resident Evil, the final chapter, was still in theatres. Fuck. So that's how little faith they had in the old franchise. To be honest, you could see what it was fucking getting really bad. Yeah, it was. Did um, that one make a profit, by the way? I what the final chapter? I mean, I'm sure yeah. it did. I'm a hundred percent sure it did. Um, if you bear with me two seconds, I will look it up. Because it would be interesting to see if that one made a profit. Uh, because so... if that one made a profit and they didn't have that much faith in it. You know, you're definitely on a go by with this franchise. <laughs> so, uh, final chapter had a budget. According to IMDb, forty million dollars and worldwide grossed three hundred and twelve million dollars. See, that's what I mean by it. This franchise is so so profitable. But then you say that Raccoon City made eight million pounds, eight million dollars. Yeah, but it did come out at a time when nobody was going to cinemas, though. That's true. You could take that into a fact, and we'll have had a bigger. Um, streaming rating. anyways uh, a video in the last well, bit put it this way i paid for it on prime i wouldn't have paid for this <laughs> a video i, in I, the... I paid for it on prime because i was looking forward to it so much because of that because it was going to be like towards the games on like the other ones yeah um oh no don't get me wrong i was excited to see it i just wouldn't pay for it on prime um <laughs> A video in the lab's basement shows the Ashford twins torturing a dragonfly, ripping its wings away, letting it be eaten alive by ants. The same footage is in a cutscene from Resident Evil Code Veronica. Jill's sandwich. Uh, if, if you're listening to this and you're a fan of the games, I am going to explain about what Jill's sandwich is. It's a reference to a cutscene in the original 1996 game after Jill is nearly crushed in a room and saved by Barry Burton, who doesn't actually feature in this film. He tells her that she was almost a Jill sandwich. The quote became a popular meme due to its ridiculousness, and although it was altered for the 2002 remake, it was mentioned again in Revelations 2 and now again in this film. 
Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, whilst in the armory, Claire picks up a pack of shotgun shells and they're identical to the one seen in the Resident Evil 2 remake video game. Uh, when young Claire walks towards the child fort where Lisa Trevor hides, the music playing is Go Tell Aunt Rhody, uh playing from a music box which is used for promotions uh, for Resident Evil 7. So there's even, you know, I'm saying 1, 2, 3 in Code Veronica, there's even Resident Evil 7 shit thrown in here as well. The movie yeah. ends with a status report. The first game starts with a status report. Font and colour are identical in both instances. Um, Lisa Trevor's puppet is the same as Sherry Birkin's in the Resident Evil 2 remake. Claire's wearing a necklace, its pendant is a dragonfly wing. In the in-code Veronica, you have to collect dragonfly wings to advance in the game. Um, Johan Roberts, the director, badly wanted to include more tyrants and monsters, and he wanted to have Mr. X and the Nemesis in this film. Um, she has too much. Well, that he found it he found it difficult trying to write them into the film's plot in a believable way, and ultimately decided not to include them. Good. Well, you got to remember, like Mister X only came about in RE two, and the Nemesis came about in RE three. Why, like, you don't need them all in this film. Yeah. Uh, with this film being uh, a reboot that's more faithful to the games, it's actually the first live, like, like just think about this, right? It's the first live action resident evil film not to feature mia jovovich yeah like that's crazy when you think about it right i know uh leon kills mutated birkin with a rocket launcher it's traditional that in most resident evil video games to kill the final boss with a rocket launcher uh, towards the end, Claire is given a set of keys that unlocks a secret passage. There are four keys on the ring, and they are modelled after the four keys required to access most of the locked doors in the police station in Resident Evil 2. And finally, the footage of the Ashford twins that Claire watches, along with the mid credit scene with Ada Wong, are all intentional setups for sequels to this film, mainly um, adaptation. So apparently, the sequel is going to be an adaptation between Code Veronica and Resident Evil 4. It's the plan, but whether or not that gets made or not is a different story. And that's I would it. like it to, but I would like it to just concentrate on one of them, to be honest. But that's it. That's that's what I've got for trivia. Anything else, Nico? Uh, no, I said my only piece of trivia that I had. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll move on then, and we'll do the ratings and the reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. As always, we'll start off with the critics' scores. IMDb scored this movie a 5.2 out of 10. Metacritic scored at 4.4. Nico, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes critics scored this? Fuck knows, because critics tend to hate video game ones, so I'll say about 40%. Okay, and the audience? Audience, see, they've got a huge fan base, but this one was badly received, so I'll say about 60 you're not you're you're not far off the critics gave it 30 percent uh the audience gave it 65 percent uh critics consensus resident evil welcome to raccoon city is an affectionately faithful adaptation that further proves its source material is ill-suited to the big screen and the audience consensus resident evil welcome to raccoon city reboots the franchise with an action-packed installment that should satisfy fans of the games uh, as always, we throw it out to you guys, our listeners, and ask for your opinion. Uh, Jasmanian Demons gives it a 6 out of 10. It would have been a 7 if they didn't kill that poor cow. But I thought it was a lot of fun, and the A plot at the mansion was a lot better than the B plot. 
Strange Monkey gives it a 7 out of 10. It's not perfect, but it had some memorable moments. Fantasy Football Bros says it's like an 8. It's super fun and stiff, just like the original games. I think it's great, and I'm a huge RE game nerd. Night of the Living Podcast hated it that hated it to the point that it kicked off three straight weeks of Resident Evil episodes just so we could bring guests in to complain about it. Uh, Nathaniel J. Darkish, it's better than the original batch of Resident Evil films, but that's not a high bar to clear. I'd like, I'd give it a, a four. There are some good things about it, but ultimately it failed because of some really poor casting choices and some bizarre story and direction decisions. The Ever Trending Story podcast, I love that name. I'd give it a two. Changing story elements for the sake of change, stiff and poor acting, weird designs, and an overall lack of actual zombies were enough to make me fall asleep to it. Boarfest, I was excited for it as well. Canadian PI podcast, I actually liked it way more than I expected. I like how they incorporated actual game elements, 7 out of 10. Tony Kane says, went in with very low expectations and had a surprisingly good time with it, so I'd say 6.5. And, and finally, the J, the ghoul, gives it a 7 out of 10. But you have to know what you're going in for. If you want thrills and scares, you're not going to get it. But if you want cheese and fun like the OG games, it is plentiful and very true to the games, minus Leon's representation. It's a fun popcorn flick. So thank you. Uh, on average, our listeners scored this a 5.6 out of 10. And that just leaves us, Nico, on a scale of 0 to 10. What are you going to rate Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon City. It's not the best movie in the world, but it's fun. It's better than the original one. I'll give it about a 7. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a score. That's a, that's slightly higher than I thought you were going to go. Um, I agree with you. I think it's better than the original game. Um, I enjoyed it more than the original game, uh, but original game, uh, original movie. Sorry, if we're compare if we're comparing to the game, the game wins. Just so you know, yeah. this. Uh, I prefer it. Sorry to the original movie, um, <laughs> but that that this is still far from a perfect. But as a big fan of the games, um, I appreciate it. Despite the fact that I agree with you, there's probably a bit too many too many of them in there. I uh, I loved all the Easter eggs. Especially as someone who's played the games recently, so I loved it. Um, I'm going to give it a 6. I expected you to put about 7 too, to be honest. No, I don't think it's good enough to be a 7. For me, when a movie starts becoming a 7, that's when it starts becoming like a really good film. And I don't think this is a really good film. See, I I would say when it gets above 7.5, when it gets in a top quarter, that's when it's a top film. Nah, nah. I think 7. This is... Like between seven and like five is like all right, and then five below is where you get your shit ones. I think four to six is all right, and okay. then seven and above is good, or seven to eight is good, and then obviously nine and ten is epic. <clears throat> but we don't give anything tens here. Well, you've given a couple of tens. Yeah, I annoyed you by not giving a ten once. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, all of our scores combined with the critic scores gives Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City an average score of 5.4 out of 10. Puts it in 35th place of the now 44 movies that we've covered on the show. Puts it one place below Deep Blue Sea and one place above Resident Evil. <laughs> I'm glad it's there then. <laughs> it's, it's there. This got a 5.4. Resident Evil got a 5.2. Good. So I'm I I I agree that this one should be above it. Oh, where did it finish again? Thirty fifth. Oh. Where did you say? You said thirtieth, right? Uh, I think I said I can't mind now. 
You was like twenty fifth, I think you said. Twenty fifth, aye. That's so what I said. You're, you're, you're a ten out. away. You're a little out. You're not massively uh, out, but you're a little out. Anyways, it's not within ten. It doesn't count. That's true. Anyways, that is going to do it for this week's show, Nico. As and I always, just just looked up. By the way, they are pushing forward with a sequel meant to be. Oh, they are. Okay, that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how far they get with that. No, because yeah. these things can end up in like development hell and whatever else. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it. Yes, Nico, thank you very much once again for joining me. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. Uh, up next on the show, uh, a couple of friends of mine will be joining me and Nico, and we are going to be talking about uh, a Spanish movie, Nico. Oh. And we're going to be talking about Spanish found, fil- found footage movie, Wreck. Nice. <laughs> there was so much excitement in your voice there. Yeah, there was. Uh, yes, we're going to be talking about Wreck next week, so do stay tuned for that. Until that point, don't forget you can support us across our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, at Damned Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok is at Podcast of the Damned. You can email us, podofthedamned at gmail.com. Just remember, ladies, that's the question. How moist does Journey make you? And I uh, forgot about that. You can, <laughs> you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podofthedamned. Uh, thank you Nico once again for joining me I really appreciate having you on thank you to you guys for downloading and listening to this episode at home Uh, until next week on the podcast of the damned just remember you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't